Hello, and welcome to Heaven's Point of View with BJ. We pray that you are blessed by today's program. And now, here's BJ. So today we're going to talk about fear. What is your greatest fear? You know, all of us have some type of fear that grips us. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, but before we do, let's pray, okay? Dear Lord, I thank you this morning for the opportunity to be able to get on with my friends again today and to just talk about your word and encourage and uplift your people. Father, I pray that you would give me the exact words that you want me to speak this morning and that um, those that are listening will be so encouraged that they go and they share this word with their friends and family as well. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. So fear, you know, I was one, I lived in fear. I was afraid of everything. I was afraid of heights, of water, <laughs> of driving, um, of being judged, all these different things. I lived in fear all the time. And, you know, the reason why I was afraid of the water was because I almost drowned at a summer camp, you know, boys acting silly, you know, dunked me under the water, didn't have a clue. I didn't know how to swim. And so I, you know, breathe in all this water. And uh, so it scared me really, really bad. So then I was afraid of the water. Um, heights, I got on these swings at an amusement park and it swung so far out in circles. It scared me so bad. I was now afraid of heights. Um, one time I got sick so bad that I had it coming out of my nose and it scared me. And so then I was afraid to be sick. So, I mean, there's, there's all these things, you know, um, when I was married to, um, my previous husband, he would tell me, you can't drive, you're going to kill everybody on the road. And so now I was afraid to drive. And that's how the enemy comes. The enemy comes, um, with a word or an action, you know, something that's going to cause you to fear. And I know that a lot of people, during the COVID um, situation that whole year where, you know, the at the beginning of that year, everybody was kind of like, oh yeah, you know, this is weird. And then the second year it started hitting home and you had one person after another person, after another person, after another person gone due to COVID. And it burst a fear in many people's hearts to the point that some people still have not left their house and still haven't come out to go to church and, and grocery shop and do the normal things that they would normally do because fear has gripped them. So I wanted to address this today because, because I know what it's like to be gripped by fear to the point where you will literally allow things to just pass you by because fear won't allow you to step forward. And, you know, there are healthy fears, you know, um, there's the common, I call it common sense fear, like, okay, um, you have health problems and you know that the people that you're about to go around, you know, around people that probably are carrying the virus, well, I mean, it's kind of common sense to put a mask on if you're going to go and be around them. 
that's a common sense fear. It's when it walks over that line and you can't go to church, you can't minister for the Lord because you're so afraid of getting the virus and so afraid of dying that you won't step out and do the things that are necessary for you to do. There are um, my, what I consider a common sense fear is if I see a water moccasin in the grass, I'm not going to walk up to it. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's just a common sense thing. Why would I walk up to a water moccasin when I know it's poisonous? It could bite me and I could die from that. Um, so that's, to me, that's a common sense fear. I'm not going to do something that's reckless um, just because I want to say I'm not afraid. You know, we God gives us common sense. He gives us uh, things that tell us um, don't do that. That's dangerous. So those are fears that we normally have. But when our fear gets walks over the line and it's exalted above God, okay, above who God said you are, what God said you can do, then that's when fear is in control of your life. And I was so afraid of so many things. And, and one of the things was, you know, driving, as I told you, I was terrified to drive because I believed the lie of the enemy that if I got on the road, that I would truly not only kill other people, but I would harm myself. I would harm my children. And then how would I feel? Because that's the exact words I was told. Then how would you feel if you did all of that? And so for years, I didn't drive till I was 35 years old. I would not drive. But God showed me truth. And he, he used a friend of mine. Matter of fact, her and her husband were on um, one of the programs uh, this past month, uh, Rita King, Rita King Chadwick. And she had come by the house and she made me get in the car. Um, she taught me how to drive. She took me to get my license. She was determined I was going to do it. And I did. And then I realized I didn't kill anybody. I didn't hurt anybody. And I was able to get over that fear that ruled me. I mean, I couldn't drive to church. I couldn't drive to work. I couldn't drive to the grocery store. I couldn't drive, you know, my kids places to, you know, have fun because I was ruled by the fear and God didn't want me ruled by the fear. He wanted me to have faith in him that he could get me from one destination to the next destination safely. And that if I followed the rules of the road, and if I, you know, did, you know, what I learned on how to drive, how to drive on the right side of the road, how to use a turn signal, how to use my brakes, how to use the gas pedal responsibly, <laughs> then he could get me from one destination to the other. And when I realized that I had allowed all those years, that fear to rule me, I was like, wow, how many other areas am I allowing fear to control my actions? And so I then had to begin to allow God to step into my life and I had to trust him. I had to trust him that he was going to take care of me and that he had my life in his hands. 
another episode that I had was um, I was singing at Brother Swaggart's and I was leading worship. And up until that point, I had never led worship. I would get up and I'd sing my one song and then I'd go back and sit in my seat. And that's how my life was. And I was really content with that. I was very, very content. And then I was asked to start leading worship. And so I was like, okay, I can do this. And I started leading worship and, and things were going great. It was going really good. And one day I went out and I was so nauseous and I was, it really started to mess with my mind. And the devil started speaking to me. What would happen if you got sick up here on stage in front of the whole wide world, in front of all these people standing up here? What if you passed out? Then what would everybody say? What would they think about you? Oh, you don't need to be going out there doing that. You're going to embarrass yourself. And I mean, the enemy just started bombarding my mind. And from that day to two years later, two solid years of me having to face this fear and walk out on stage, he would hit me with it every single time, every solo, every time I did praise and worship. And there were a couple of times that the fear overwhelmed me. And I, I literally turned around, walked off the stage and handed the mic to somebody else to finish because I had allowed that fear to grip me that much. But then I started getting angry. You know, I think I was about a year in and I started getting angry. I got angry at the devil and I said, devil, I don't care. And I remember, <laughs> I remember leading worship one day and I said, I'm, I'm talking over the microphone and I don't care if I stand up here and I get sick. <laughs> Nobody knew what I was dealing with, but it's so funny. I had to talk to the devil. I said, I'm going to do what God's called me to do. And I did, you know, I, I, I allowed the boldness of God to rise up within me. And as I did that and put my trust in God continuously, it started to be less and less. And then one day I was out there leading worship and it hadn't happened. It, it didn't happen. I, and I didn't even notice it till I think it was like several times later that I did not deal with it. And then it was gone. It was gone. And some fears we have to face head on. And we've got to tell the devil, look, I'm standing firm in God. I'm going to trust him to take care of me in this. So I want to start with a scripture here. Isaiah 41, 10, it says, fear not for I'm with you. When I realized that God was with me, he walked out on stage with me. He got in the car with me. Then I knew I was safe. He says, be not dismayed for I am your God. God, the God of everything. He can handle my small fear. I know that fear may look big to you because my fears look huge to me. But to God, when you put it in his perspective, it's a small thing and he can handle that. There's nothing too big for our God, right? So there's no fear that we're facing that God can't see you through. He says, I will strengthen you. He was my strength. He's the one that got my feet <laughs> to walk out there on stage. I could have finally just said, you know what? Praise and worship is not for me. I'm not going out there. I'm not doing that. So. Y'all get somebody else to do this. 
But instead, I allowed God to strengthen me. He will strengthen you. He will help you. And that's exactly what he did. He says, I will hold, uphold you with my righteous right hand. How big is the hand of God? How big is it? It's pretty big. He's got a pretty big hand. So if he's holding us through our fear, whatever it is, whether it's um, being judged by, by your peers or, you know, afraid of um, what people at church are going to say or people at school are going to say, you know, fear of failure, um, fear of going out, stepping out in ministry, you know, wondering if your finances are going to hold, you know, all these things, you know, what is that fear that's holding you back from doing what God's called you to do? And that's not just in ministry. I'm talking about in life. There was a friend of the family. Um, her and her husband were missionaries and they they ministered. And, and I don't know what happened, but something got a hold of her and she became fearful of stepping out of her home. She was afraid to leave her house. And for years, she would not leave. Her husband would go out and minister and she would not leave her home. And she allowed that, that fear to grip her. And that kept her from being able to finish the work that God had started in her. And I would hate to see, you know, you allow the enemy to keep you from not just your ministry, but just your life in general, to be a afraid to get out in the car and go to the grocery store or to, you know, go to work or do whatever it is that God's called you to do. So that is something that we have to really look at. And then in Psalm 91, the first verse, it says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. How is it do we get over this fear? Besides, you know, picking up our armor and, and saying, God, you know, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to do this. We have to spend time in that secret place because if we're in the shadow of the almighty, he's the one that's covering our mind. He's keeping those things that the devil shoots at us from penetrating and getting lodged in our head, right? We don't want the things that the devil's saying through friends, family, coworkers, whoever it is that the enemy's just throwing at us. We don't want those to get stuck here because what happens when they get stuck, then they begin to spread like a virus through our brain and our heart and our spirit. And that's when we become gripped with that fear. Gripped with fear of death, gripped with fear of losing your children, your children dying, your children getting sick, whatever it is. And when the enemy has that stronghold, what happens? He brings those fears to life because he knows that he has you believing it. So now he could bring those things to life in your life. You've heard that term, my greatest fear has come to reality. Well, that's what happens. A lot of people, their greatest fear begins to become reality because they've allowed the enemy to come in and to plant those seeds and they begin to believe it. And the more you believe it, the more you experience it. And so we want to stand in faith, believing that God is covering us 
You know, if we're spending that time in his presence, spending that time in his word, we can take that word that we've spent time reading and understanding and we can apply it in the moment of attack. So when I go out in on that stage, if the enemy were ever to come back and use that same tactic with me, I can pull up these scriptures and say, you know what? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high, he shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. My God is my strength. He is my help. He's the one that's doing this. I'm not doing this. I can't sing, but God can sing and God can sing through me. He can get me out there. He can minister. He can reach those that need to be reached. I can't do it in myself anyway. So why am I trying? I allow God to be the one to do it. And so when we start to allow God to um, use us instead of us using God, we can overcome some of these fears. And my last scripture I wanted to share, Psalm 91, 15 through 16 he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life shall I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Um, that is a direct word from God that we can stand on. If we call on him, he says he will answer us. He will be with us in that time of trouble and he will deliver us and he will honor us and he will give us long life. And so we have to know that God has got us in his hands and whatever is happening in our life, if we trust God, whether we like what's going on or not, if we trust God, we'll know that God has a plan. He has a purpose and that he is fulfilling that within our lives and we can believe that he has got us. So if you have fear of COVID, what do we do? We have faith in God's protection, that he will protect us in the midst of this situation. If you have fear of failure, we can have faith that God, if God's brought us to it, he's going to bring us through it, right? I love that little saying. That's one of my, my things that I remind myself. If God's brought me to this situation, he can bring me through it. If he brought the, the Hebrew children to the fiery furnace, he brought them through it. He can do the same thing for me. So I don't have to fear whatever those circumstances are that are coming my way. If you have fear of ridicule, you can have faith to know that God, if God has told you to do it, if God has told you to step out in faith, it doesn't matter what other people say. You can know that if God told you to do it, then it's going to be taken care of. I'm going to share this one last thing about a little testimony. When I left Jimmy Swigert Ministries in 2012, everybody thought I lost my mind. You are the will of God. And nothing is harder than to have to hear these things um, texted to you, said to you, to your face. Um, I mean, just it's, it's heartbreaking when your friends turn their back and walk away because they say, you've left the will of God, but God didn't speak to them. He spoke to me. Right. And God told me to walk away. And I didn't know why it didn't make sense. I had teenagers, um, who had, you know, were going into college and needing vehicles and things like that. And to walk away from a perfectly 
good job that was paying the bills and and had me on worldwide television and you know all these things I had no idea why God told me to left at that time but he told me to step out in faith and to believe him and to trust him and I did and you know what happened he gave me a solid footing every step of the way I never imagined he would bring me back I always left that up to God. I said, people would say, you ever coming back Jimmy Swagger ministry? I said, I don't know. That's up to God. If he tells me to, I will. If he tells me not to, I'm not. Because I want to be in God's will. And God performed miracle after miracle in my life. And what he did is he, I had, <laughs> I had almost nine years of training of how to minister, um, how to believe in faith and trust him, how to um, stretch my boundaries, how to get out of the fears that I was in. And I, God put me through what I would call my Bible college of nine years before he brought me back. So it doesn't matter what others are saying. If God's told you to do something and you know God's told you to do it, then it doesn't matter what others are saying. Because now others see where I am today. And they say, wow, you couldn't have gotten there where you were. God had to take you through some places to get you to the place that you are today. So I want to encourage you, fear not. Trust in God. Know that he is with you. Know that he is taking care of you. Understand that he has got you all the way. As it says in Isaiah 41, 10, fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God's got this. Know that God has got this. I want you to understand. God loves you. And you don't have to live in fear. We can live in faith. Don't allow anything to exalt itself above God. So if you're fearful, that means that you're saying God's not big enough to handle this situation. So instead of sitting back and just resting in that fear, say, God, I put you above my fear. Help me to walk this road and he will see you through. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this word. And I ask that Today, as, as they listen through this word, as my friends are listening, that they will begin to rise up against the fears that the enemy may have brought against them, whether it's uh, a word that the, the, the doctors have given them and, and fear has gripped their heart, Lord, whether it's bills that are laying on their table and the fear has gripped their heart that they're going to lose their home or they're going to lose their vehicle. Lord, the, the fear that, you know, their children are never going to come back into the kingdom of God and that they're going to go to hell. All these fears that the enemy may be bringing against them. Fear to step out in the, into ministry. Fear to, to uh, step out of their homes and, and to resume a normal life again. Lord, whatever it is, I ask today that you would encourage them to not allow their fear to be exalted above you. And to know that you are God of everything. 
And that even if they don't get it the way they want it, Lord, we can trust that you are sovereign, that you have a plan and that you have a purpose. And there's nothing on this earth that can thwart your plan. Lord, we know that you can do these things in their lives, Father. Help them, give them courage, give them strength to be able to stand firm in your word. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Well, Thank you for joining us today. For more information about BJ Ministries, you can go to www.bjministries.com. We look forward to being with you again next week.